Welcome, 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 welcome to the RIP 28 podcast. This is the RIP 28 podcast. It's a podcast where a few friends get together and they talk about a few things. Now, some of those things you might like, some of those things you might not like, but we're going to keep on talking about them on the RIP 28 podcast. I am your host, Slider Sports Guy, joined by some of my real good friends. What's going on, Mr. President? What's up, everybody? All three of us. See Naz in the building. Let's get it. El Presidente in the building. And you got your favorite coach. You got your favorite coaches. Favorite coach. What's going on, LBZ? What it do, family podcast world. It's BZ the Great. Uh, the educator's educator, a.k.a. your favorite coach. Favorite coach. Let's get it. Man, it's a lot going on in the world, man. We ain't going to waste no time, man. We're just going to jump straight into this thing. Um we want to find out what's wrong with Naomi. I'm trying to spell it out right now. We're we going to go live real quick. What's wrong with Naomi, man? We want to start off with uh, Naomi. Man, how do you pronounce her last name? Osaki? Osaka. 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 Naomi Osaka, man. Um, she was playing. I'm trying to pull it up. She was playing in Indian Wells. I think that's the name of it, man. Um, let me know if I'm right. Uh-oh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, she was playing in Indian Wales. Um, and somebody in the crowd, she was down 0-6. She lost the first set 0-6. And then somebody in the crowd yelled out, <laughs> you suck. They yelled out, you suck. And then when the person yelled out, you suck, a couple of the other fans around her, kind of chastised the uh, dude for yelling out, you suck. But old girl had a breakdown. She had a breakdown. She wanted to stop the match right then and there and try to get on the microphone and talk to the people in the crowd. But the umpire wouldn't let her talk. And then she goes in and she loses the last uh, the last match. She uses the last set. And boom, then they let her talk to her. And then she talks about... um you know, her mental health, that's her thing. Talk about her mental health, people talking about her. And then she had the nerve to compare herself to Serena and Venus Williams when they were getting booed and they were getting mm-hmm. chastised at India Wells. And here's the thing about Serena and Venus. When when it happened to Serena and Venus, they uh, what ended up happening, Serena was supposed to play Venus in the final and and then Serena got hurt. She, she pulled out because of an injury. And then that's when all the you know, the naysayers, the boos, and all that start coming out and start talking about her. And then she pulled out, and Serena didn't play Indian Wells for like 15 years. They went about mm-hmm. 15 years and ain't played. And now Naomi wanted to compare her situation to Serena and Venus. And I think that's completely different. Completely different, man. I'm, I'm not me personally. I, I, I'm speaking for me. I ain't speaking for y'all. I'm speaking for me. You know, I'm all for, for mental health and you feeling good and getting your mentals right. But sometimes you just got to toughen up, man. Sometimes you just got just toughen up, man. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's like you've been playing your whole life. You always got people in the stands going to be saying stuff. They cheering for their team. They ain't necessarily your fan. 
Mm-hmm. You got to deal with that. You should you should draw something out of that. I know when he, when we had a hostile crowd, that that got me hyped up. She want to break down. I mean, if you don't want if you don't want to be on that big stage, don't be on the big stage. You can't tell everybody else what to do. <laughs> Man, it's it's like this. Uh, uh, and I know I may get some flack for this, but this day and age, athletes and the young people, they are just mentally fragile. Let's just say what it is. I know we all, you know, go through some mental, you know, mental health issues. And like, so I say, we want to get our mentals right. But I mean, sports is, is, is not uh, an, an easy thing. Nobody's going to come in there and clap for you when you're uh, the opposition. Nobody's going to make you feel warm and fuzzy when you come in their gym or their football field. That's their job is to make it as hostile and, and, as, mm-hmm. and, as, and as aggravating as possible. That's their job. Your job is to fight through that. And I compare that to that Ben Simmons thing. It was good when he was the number one pick. He was running around and dating the Jenner girl or whoever he was dating. But then when things got tough and everybody was critical of him, all of a sudden he had mental health issues. How many times can we hide behind mental health issues when things are not going right? And, and that's the thing that tripped me out right here, man. You know, like you say, when you winning and everything good, you know, oh, yeah, you know, you, you don't have no problems. But when you get out here and lose, now, now you having some, some, some mental toughnesses. And then here's the, here's the thing. I could see if she had, like, the whole crowd, the whole crowd against her, just talking trash about her. Well, I can't even see that. But I, I throw a little, bit of, a little bit of bail if she had everybody talking crap about her. But it was one person. One person came out the stands and said, you suck. One person. <laughs> and if, if all it takes is one person to knock you off of your game, you, you might need to step away, man. You might need to step away. I think she just need to step away. Sports ain't easy, man. She need to she need easy. to bring that she need to bring that dude off a of water boy to all her games or whatever. Say <laughs> so you can't do it. <laughs> Every time somebody say he suck, he have her have him uh, repeat it. Man, listen, bro. It's gonna be hard. Life is hard. Life is hard. And people, uh, as a teacher, kids curse me out every day. <laughs> and I'm the educator's educator. And, and they curse me out every day. I ain't going to go home and cry and say, oh, I can't teach anymore. Little, well, Sylvester, told, little Sylvester told me I'm a, the worst teacher ever. That ain't hard, that ain't hard to do, though. You kind of easy to cuss out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Hey, you need to grow up. Grow up. I'm Grow the up. But nah, but look, I mean, how easy do we want to make sports now? How easy do we want to make it? Should have made it easy when we was playing, maybe we'd have went a little farther. <laughs> yeah, Abbeville Ab- Ab- D Tackle wasn't telling Sly good play when he missed his block. <laughs> Ain't that right, Sly? They were saying, You suck, Samantha, you suck. Bruh, hey, my. <laughs> This this is my thing, man. The world is too soft nowadays, and and nobody wanna nobody wanna admit it. Nobody wanna say it, but man, kids kids are soft nowadays, man. And you know, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a bad thing. You don't want everybody to be. Everybody don't need to be super tough, but you gotta have some type of testicular fortitude, man. You you gotta have just a little bit every now and then. 
And and the thing is, here's the thing. If I'm her opponent, if I'm going against her, and, and you know, this big money, man, this big money, this tennis, man, you know what I'm saying? They make big money. They win these things. If I'm her opponent, I got somebody in the stands, and they only job is to talk shit to her. That's a, you know what I'm saying? That's they only job is to talk shit. Because here's the thing. I know if you sit up here and somebody else talks shit to her in the stands, she's going to get out of the game and she's going to lose. Well, that's, that's all I'm going to do. I'm going to get somebody up in the stands talking trash to get her out their game so I can go ahead and I can go ahead and make, make some money, man. Maybe Every I'm time. too mean. Maybe I'm too mean. Somebody out there in, in the audience, let me know if I'm too mean. No, you know that's definitely hey, what you do. Hey, I mean, that's just what everybody do. I mean, when you say, hey, I want all my fans in the crowd, we want a full house today, you know what I'm saying? Because y'all give us energy. What they're really saying is y'all get the other team shit. Hey, man. All I know is you don't have to be physically tough and go fight and beat people up and be violent, but you got to be mentally tough on an everyday basis, whether you a tennis player, football player. How, how, how much mental toughness do you think it takes to be a parent? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You want to talk about mental toughness, man. These kids test you every day. But you you just got to, I don't know, man. I, I just don't want to say that nobody has mental health issues or mental health problems, but they do. But we can't hide behind that when things start going wrong. I, I will say this. They are mentally tough in some ways. I mean, you got to be mentally tough to make it to the level that they made it. You know, there's a lot of hard days out there. You don't want to do your workouts, do this and that, but you push through and fight through and work hard. And you're mentally tough that way. So I guess it, you can you can split in the half. It's, it's two, maybe multiple types of mentally tough, mental toughness mm-hmm. or, or mental issues or whatever, whatever they call it. But you can't just put it in a box. So I... I don't understand it, but you know, it ain't for us to understand because we ain't dealing with that, I guess. But but I, I always thought I always thought that your mental health, I mean your mental toughness, man, that's something you gotta carry with you. But but sometimes people mentally tough in different situations. But but my thing is though, it, what bothers me so much about this is it was just one person who made a comment. One person in the stand said, you suck. He ain't talking about a race. He ain't talking about a mama. He ain't, you know, he ain't talking about it. He just said, you suck. And if that's what it takes to get you off your game, if that's what it takes, to, maybe I, I hope I'm reading this wrong. I hope, I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I'm hoping that, that it was a lot more than that. But, but from what I gathered, I heard the audio. I saw the audio. I heard the audio and saw it. it all they said stood up and said, "Well, Naomi, you suck," and that was the end of it. Oh. <laughs> Man, that was it. That's... I mean, literally, and like you said, the people around him, you know, started getting on him, and she walked over to the chair umpire and said whatever she said. And then at the end of the match is when she made the whole speech so, about. So my... Good. So my question is, why was all the people around her, the dude, trying to stop him saying that? Like, what, what because she was vi- she was visibly shooken. You shaking. mean after after she was shooken, or like right when he said 
Like it was as soon as he said it, as soon as he said it, they was getting on me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what how would you do that? Like the fans in the stands. I mean, I guess tennis may be well, different. Ten, tennis is um, a little bit different. Tennis is yeah. supposed to be a civilized, a gentleman's sport or whatever. <laughs> it's like golf. Yeah, it's supposed to be a little bit different, you know? So you, you're not supposed to – it ain't like having a rowdy affair of fans. But, but them fans, they get into it. I mean, you know, they like who they like. Mm-hmm. And, a, and a lot of the times the fans, especially in those early matchups, they're just there to watch the tennis match. They don't. They don't really have. Then it's not like, like when you had Serena there, people came there to watch Serena. People came there to watch Venus. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if she. You know, I could be wrong, but I don't. I know she don't have no fan base like Serena and Venus did. And then a lot of people came to watch them lose. Watch Serena and Venus lose. You know. Mm-hmm. Man, you want to talk about mental toughness and stuff being said. And imagine the stuff that was said to Serena and Venus. Oh God. They were they were men. They need to be checked. They were horses. They were animals. I mean, hell, it was hard for them to even get out of Compton without getting beat up. <laughs> how, how bad did King Richard get beat up every day? Yeah. No. He kept, he kept going. So you can't I it's hard to compare, like you said, one person saying you suck to a whole, I mean, a whole half of an audience coming to hope to see you lose and hoping and hoping your demise happen right before them. And, 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 you know, to me, that's the, the difference, you know, a lot of times in where you raise, you know what I'm saying? Tennis, a country club sport, you know what I'm saying? It's a country club sport. It's not a hood, it's not a hood sport. So you got people who are raised in a sheltered environment, a closed environment, you know, they don't really face that difficult. Now, I don't know anything about this girl life. I could be talking out the side of my neck. She could be from the hood or wherever she's from. Nick. But, hmm? You said Nick? No, I said she could be the, the hood or wherever she's from. <laughs> no, you say you. You said you talking out the side of what, Nick? The side of my neck. <laughs> shut up. Hey, hey but, Chance, it went over, it went over yeah. his head. <laughs> If he asked him, Nick, it would hit him. <laughs> but but my thing is though, man, you know, if you know, you don't if you don't face no ad- adversity coming up like that, man, you don't you don't have anybody talking about you. You not, you know, how do I expect you to survive when somebody talks about you in front well, of thousands of people? No, so good, good point. But whose fault is it? Is it anybody's fault? Nobody's fault? Somebody's it's, fault? It, it's her fault. It's her fault. Her handlers, uh, you know what I'm saying? Her people's fault. It's her people's fault that, that, that she's soft. Basically. Um, we yes. don't, n- nobody wants to say it because she's a girl. And it, it just don't, it don't sound PC. It don't sound right. But she's soft. And that's that <laughs> what it is, man. That's what it is. Yeah. And nobody want to say it, but that's what it is. She's soft. Listen, man. Ain't it one of these singers that don't want to sing on stage too? Is it Summer something? Summer Walker or something? I don't know. Y'all heard about it? it was she um, I think I think if if we talking about the same person, if we talking about the same person, I know it was one chick, she wrote an album um talking about her, how bad her baby daddy was, how toxic her baby daddy was or whatever. And now she said she don't feel comfortable singing those songs. They bring up bad memories. But the reason 
some people say she don't feel comfortable singing them songs is because her baby daddy done disproved everything she was saying about him. You know, she was talking cash money shit about the dude, and then the baby daddy come in and prove, well, nah, it ain't me. It's you. You the problem. So, I don't know. Hey, check this out, though. Before before we move on, I'm going to tell you why we were so mad at each other. We were so hard on each other. Yeah. We were so hard on each other. Some of the worst criticism and curse outs and beratings came out of your own locker room. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Imagine throwing the ball downfield into a wide open receiver and they drop. Well, you know, you know, coming to the sideline, not only will I have the jokes, Sly gonna curse you out, JV Hall gonna curse you out, K Mac wanna cut, everybody wanna curse you out. So we were used to that. When we went to other people's gym and they put up papers while we running out and they cursing us out. Talking about the real deal and all that, man. We was used to that because we did that in our own locker room. Mm-hmm. So it don't, it don't bother you, but you know. we embraced it. Yeah, we embraced it. Like you said, we 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 felt good when we went to other people's gyms and fields and and beat them and disrespected them. Well, you know, fans, you know what I'm saying? We you was, know what though? Maybe like maybe that's an example though of tennis being an individual sport. You see what I'm saying? Maybe, you know, because it's an individual sport, she never felt that type of in-house criticism because it's it's an individual sport. So And they're supposed to hype you up. You know what I'm saying? So, I I, I mean, I get it. I wish her the best. And, you know, I don't, you know, I don't like to see her like that, but I I think she really needs to, she's going to have to need that, uh, like you said, some fortitude to keep going because everybody ain't going to like you, baby. That's just what it is. Yeah, it ain't gonna stop. So no, it ain't gonna stop. Either quit or deal with it. I think she opening opened it up more now for people to do it, just because mm-hmm. they know if, if she playing against, say she playing against Courtney or somebody, chance, and I'm in the stands. You know what I'm gonna say? No, you suck. <laughs> now, every, every chance you get. And that's my thing. That's what I worry. I worry about every time she comes out to an event every time she comes to a game, you know, a match, they're going to be somebody in the audience saying, you suck. You suck, you know. You know, you can't, you can't kick a fan out of the game for that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? It's so PC, they probably will. They probably will kick the fan out. They probably mm-hmm. will. Well, check this, check this, man. Let's take a quick commercial break. We're going to take a quick commercial break. This is the RIP 28 podcast. The RIP 28 podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Little, the owner of Ford Counseling and Consulting. We're a consulting and coaching firm who believes in the TLC method. That's truth, love, and community. So whether coaching corporate or individual clients and giving individual and group counseling, we believe that you can be more than what you are today by finding your truth, love, and community. You can reach us at www.fordcc.net or give us a call at 803 803- Four five seven five four one three. Once again, this is Jay Little, and I'm with Ford Counseling and Consulting. Back to the Rip Twenty Eight Podcast. This is the Rip Twenty Eight Podcast. It's a podcast where a few friends get together and talk about a few things. Now, some of those things you might like, some of those things you might not like. 
But we're going to keep on talking about them on the RIP 28 podcast, man. It's a lot going on in the world. Um, what else happened out there? Something else happened out there. Um, Ryan Coogler, man. What y'all know about Ryan Coogler? Now, this the dude, brother, brother was a, uh, is a movie director. Um, he directed uh, Fruitville Station. I don't know if you remember Fruitville Station. Um, but his big thing was Black Panther, man. Y'all remember? I know y'all know Black Panther. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, but that's Ryan Coogler, though, man. He did a bunch of big-time movies, man. The dude's a multi-multi-millionaire. But uh, this brother, right here in Atlanta, they was filming <laughs> Black Panther 2. And so the brother decided to go to um, Bank of America. He went to Bank of America. They say he entered wearing a uh wearing sunglasses and a COVID nineteen mask and then he tried to withdraw twelve thousand dollars from his own savings account. Well what he did, he went, he filled out the uh the bank slip, he filled out the bank slip and then on the and on the back of the bank slip he wrote, I would like to withdraw twelve thousand dollars cash from my checking account. Please do Please do count the money somewhere else. I'd like to be discreet. Once he did that, the uh, the teller, mm-hmm. the teller was uh, a little bit um, concerned, <laughs> and they say she's been described as a p- pregnant black woman. She told her manager that Kugler was trying to rob the bank, and then the manager called the police. Then the police responded, and the police um, detained the two people who was waiting. They detained the two people who were waiting for Kugler, then went inside the bank and brought Kugler out in handcuffs. Then they say after brief investigation, Kugler was released, but uh, he did seem to express frustration at the time. Now, what y'all think about this, man? What what y'all think about this? That's trifling, bro. Hey, first of all, he too big for Bank of America. He need to go get him one of them special banks where you just walk in there. But that ain't, none of this is his fault for sure. I mean, that's just trifling. Like, it's still today. A, a black man going to the bank, he got to be looked at all crazy. And he, he pretty much explained exactly what he wanted on the thing, on whatever the letter that he put. So, I mean, it's crazy. Like, why, why would they do that to him, man? That could that could have been any, any one of us when you sit back and think about that too. That's the bad part. We would probably have more problems than him being a multi-millionaire. Yeah. Here go my thing, man. I'm gonna go a little bit different than you, Chance. I'm gonna put on my Republican hat for a second, man. Dude, dude walked into the bank with sunglasses on and a mask. You know the COVID nineteen mask. And then he wrote a note saying, you know. Said he wanted to. Not true enough. I mean, now if he handed this lady her, his ID and he wrote this banking number and all that on the on the account, I mean mm-hmm. on the on the on the withdrawal slip, it shouldn't have went that far. It shouldn't have. But here's the thing: as a it's messed up as a black person in America. You know, you got to feel that. In the back of your head, you got to think, oh, bro, what would you expect? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's messed up that I got to think that way. But, you know, it's like, bro, come on, bro. What would you expect? It's messed up I got to think that way, but 
So, 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 what should he have done, man? What he what he should have done, he shouldn't have went through the line. He should have went to the the, the personal banker. You know, mm-hmm. when you're taking out a, a large sum of money like that, you go to the per, you go to you go to the banker, and you don't go through the the line. You know, yeah. uh, when I deal with money like that, correction, I don't, I don't deal with money like that. But <laughs> you know, when I, I take out you know a little bit more than than I would normally take out. You know, like that, you deal with the banker. You don't deal with the teller. Mm-hmm. I can see it from both sides, man. I can see how it, it, it looks strange because, you know, in the times we in now, you just don't know. Mm-hmm. Black or white, you don't know. But then from his side, I'm guessing he felt like he should have been recognized. You should know who I am. I'm Ryan Cooley. But but his you know? thing was, I understand, you know, I understand why he wrote the note, man. If you going in there, you trying to get 12, 12 G's out the bank. You don't want to, you don't know who in that bank. You know what I'm saying? You don't know if that dude in there getting $25 out the bank might not have, he might have a pistol in his car waiting on you to walk outside. And he say, man, this is a perfect opportunity. You know, Mm -hmm. so so his mind, so Ryan Coogler's mindset was, hey, man, let me write this chick a note and let her be discreet with getting my money out so I don't have to, uh, you know what I'm saying, so I don't have, have to, you know, worry about somebody hitting me over the head and taking my money. Well, he wrote his name on it, Ryan Coogler. And that's my thing. Uh, why didn't she research it before that's, you? That's my thing. Before I, I think she should have researched it a little more. It's, and then if it was falsified, then you could have went on and proceeded to where you needed to go. But, you know, who am I? I think, I think it's blame to go around on all sides, man. I don't, I don't think Ryan Coogler is completely absolved from this. You know what I'm saying? It's it's different ways he could have went about doing it, but it's but I will say it's it's fucked up that he has to go about different ways of getting his own money out the bank. You see what I'm saying? It's messed up that that in the back of his head that this is an issue him getting his own money out of the bank. But but I just want to know: Did he provide ID? Yeah, see, that's the thing. If he gave her the ID, if he put his his bank card and his ID with that bank slip. Right. Now we right. got a whole nother. Now, now, you know what I'm saying? That's a whole nother issue. Because if, if you the bank teller, all, all the bank teller got to do is say, can you please pull down your mask and let me see your face? Let me match your face. With your ID, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And then so for, I- for security reasons too, I guess she could have said, "Man, she could have wrote a note back and saying, are you safe?'" You know, if she's worried about somebody trying to get them, trying to get them, so she could have wrote a note saying, "Are you safe? Do you want me to call the police or something?" I don't know, but but she thought, I guess she thought he was trying to rob the bank. I don't, you know, I don't know how bank robbers do. I ain't never robbed the bank before, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure bank robbers don't ask to get the money out their own account. <laughs> I, I was about to say something, but I'm gonna leave. I ain't gonna even leave that. I'm gonna leave that joke alone. I I do wonder if uh, he did he did it like this all the time. Like, did he always go to the bank and write a note, get his money out, or was this his first time trying that, or what? You know, it add a little more to the story. I don't know. I don't know, but not not a one. Uh, now you got um. Uh, 
what you got to worry about now, though. You got to worry about the IRS coming out of now. Like, why you uh, why you why you uh wanna wanna get out um twelve thousand dollars? You know what I'm saying? Why you need why you need that much cash? I mean, that's twelve thousand dollars. Ain't nothing to him. That's twelve hundred dollars to us. Well, check this out, though. But every time you make a transaction over ten thousand dollars, you got to report it to the IRS. Anytime you make a transaction, you sell something, or anything over ten thousand dollars, it has to be reported to the IRS. Mm. I know the bank used to take a couple of days to take it out. Well, no, my my thing, what I, what I what I meant by that though is, if you getting twelve thousand dollars cash out, you know, are you going to, you know, if 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 I'm an IRS agent, you know, what I'm saying I see somebody get twelve thousand dollars cash out. Mm-hmm. You know, now you want to see where that twelve thousand cash went. You know what I'm saying? If you try if you're trying to set this man up for an audit or something like that, you know. And that's mm-hmm. that's just that ain't this ain't got nothing to do with the bank or nothing. This this is the IRS want their money. And now they won't figure out where that money going. You know, they want they cut. You know, the white man always want his cut. So so I I don't know. I, I feel bad for the brother, but it is it's messed up that I understand. It's it's messed, it's messed up that I understand, man. That that's just the bad thing, man. Mm-hmm. That's the bad thing, man. So hey, listen, listen to everybody, man. If you won't be discreet when you go into the bank, man, go to go to the the banker. Go to the banker, man. Don't don't go to the teller when you're trying to get that much money out. Yeah, go sit on the couches and wait for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Be all right. <laughs> It'll be better for you. Yeah, be a lot better for you. Yeah. A good, good thing he ain't trying to do it at the drive-through. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he would try to do it at the drive-through. He would have a problem for real. So, <laughs> oh, he would have got away though. But you know the funny thing is though, man, they, they arrested the two people outside too. Though <laughs> people wait though. They seem mm. set it off. We getting everybody. Everybody. We getting everybody, man. You know, having a team, man. This is having a team worried about stuff, man. Something came across my timeline that I want to I want to talk about, man. I'm trying to find it, man. Somebody asked a question, man. They tried uh, let, let everybody know, man, how you get in touch with us, man. You talk to us, man. We answer questions. We do all that type of stuff, man. All that, man. We're everywhere, man. All you got to do, you got to email us, man. Email us at rip28podcast, rip28podcast at Gmail. Man, we're everywhere. If you want to check us out, um, we're on Podbay, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Instagram, Twitter, Man, all, all we ask, man, make sure you hit that like button, that follow button. Make sure you subscribe, man. Make sure you subscribe. Because I'm going to be honest, man, if you don't like, follow, or subscribe, your mama probably raised you wrong. That's the only thing I think of. Your mama probably it, raised it you. It ain't no problem. It ain't, it's, it is no doubt. No doubt, it's man. no doubt. <laughs> no doubt, man. But somebody hit me up on Facebook, man. They get, you know, people won't give these scenarios. They hit me <laughs> up on Facebook, man. Uh this rip 28 account. I'm trying to pull it up, man. What you got it pulled up, LeBron? What they said on Facebook? 
Yeah, I got it. What what they said on Facebook, man? You can find it if you got it. About the the mall. I just I had it pulled up too. I can't find. It. Okay, I, I got I that right here. I got, you got it. it. Go ahead. All right, here you go. Is it more important for your mom to like your wife, or for your wife's mom to like you? I'm gonna man. read it one more time. Is it more important for your mom to like your wife? Or is it is it more important for your wife's mom to like you? Uh, I'll go first on that. That's so, hold on, say hold on. Let's pull let's pull this thing up right here. Make sure make sure everybody get it. Make sure everybody get it. We're gonna go live one more time, man. We're gonna go live one more time on this one because this is this is this something serious right here, man. That, that's a huge that's a huge question, man. That's a huge question, man. Do do it one more time. Now we we just went live, man. All right. Here we go. Is it more important for your mom to like your wife or for your wife's mom to like you? Hmm. What what you say, Chad? Realistically, I mean, how it's supposed to be, it really shouldn't be a hard question. It should be, it doesn't matter whether neither one of them like you. Because you and your wife, or your wife and your husband, are in that um, relationship together, not with the parents. So we all know in real life it ain't that easy. <laughs> but if I had to say so, I'd say uh, the wife's mom likes the, the husband because you know a lot of times they have. I guess it's according to what kind of relationship they have too. But a lot of times if they going back and forth and they best friend, they talk every day. That's really gonna be a problem with you if she can't stand it. The mama can't stand you, she always gonna be throwing some slick stuff about you. And that can tear the relationship down, I think. Hmm. I don't know, man. That that's interesting, man. Who, who is it more important, man? Is it more important? My my question my thing is, I think for I think it's more important for the the mother-in-law and this is this is why i say this and and, and it depends on who you are i think for the man it's more important for the mother-in-law to like to like you than it is for the the mother to like the wife because as a man you should be able to speak up and you should be able to say you should be able to tell your mom hey mom back off you know what i'm saying i love you mama but this my wife you need to back off now that mother-in-law, she's gonna be constantly whispering in your wife ear. No matter what, she's gonna be talking in your wife ear. And and you don't want that bull, you don't want that to deal with that bullshit. You don't. You don't want to deal with it. So if you get on her good side, you know what I'm saying, you should be on your wife's good side. You know, it should be a lot easier for you. So I think for a man, yeah, you wanna you wanna make sure that mother-in-law likes you. A little bit more. That 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 would be my guess. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go opposite. Mm. I'm gonna go opposite because I don't want. It's hard enough having one bickering woman at you. I don't want two bickering in my ear because it makes it hard on me when my mother don't like my wife. You know what I'm saying? It makes it a lot harder because you ain't gonna be able to please nobody. Because when you go, when it comes to Thanksgiving. Your mama gonna always wanna see you because you baby. 
or you her son, and your wife gonna be like, well, you know, I ain't going over there to your mama house because I know she don't like me. That's <laughs> hard. I, I can deal with the, the mom not liking me. I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to it. So, you know what I'm saying? I deal with it. I can get over it. But for a woman, it could be, it could be a lot harder for somebody not to like her and trying to come around and seeing how she fit in and thinking people talking about her. I just think it'd be easier for if the women got along, I'm good. Yeah, you know what? That that's a good point, man. I ain't think about it that way, you know. You know, it maybe I, you know, it is a lot easier. You know, I could deal with somebody not liking me, yeah. You go you've been going 43 years strong almost. <laughs> People not liking you, Sly. So you like I said, I'm built for it. You don't like me, it's cool, man. I mean, what am I losing? Ho, 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 ho. I hate to I hate to interrupt the broadcast right here, man. Check this out. Breaking news, man. Breaking news on the Rip 28 podcast. A tweet, a tweet just came out said. These past two months, I realized my place is still on the field and not in the stands. That time will come, but it's not now. I love my teammates, and I love my supportive family. They make it all possible. I'm coming back for my 23rd season in Tampa. Unfinished business. Tom Brady came out of retirement, bro. Don't you ever, don't you ever uh interrupt this uh podcast live for no Tom Brady news. Man, everybody, if you had any common sense in my book, you knew darn well that Tom Brady was coming back, man. Yeah. That, that, came out. That. that came out like 30 minutes ago, too. <laughs> <laughs> but it's breaking news. It's breaking, it's breaking news, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I, everybody thought he was coming back, man. I, it yeah. wasn't a surprise. Bro, I, I, no, I, I thought he was I done. No, I did. No, I thought he was going to come back and try to go to another team. I didn't think he was going to come back to Tampa. He under contract. He can't come back. Yeah, he under contract. He ain't going nowhere. So I knew that. I knew Bruce Arians and then was going to go whispering his ear and Grant was going. And Grant got to talking crazy about wanting to play with Joe Burrow. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I already knew. I knew. I wonder. I, I wonder knew. if uh, Antonio gonna come back. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's hey. yay now, baby. He signed the con yay. He ain't with all that. Hey, you know the reason I knew he wasn't quitting though. Nobody even knew who they uh, backup quarterback was. They didn't <laughs> try to get nobody or nothing. Like who? Who was they? Who was gonna start? Nobody knew. They'd have been trying to get somebody, Russell Wilson or somebody up in there hard. I don't know, man. Now, now that uh, Deshaun Watson got cleared, man, you know that Deshaun Watson sweepstakes going to be something. Yeah, he going to the Panthers. That's, no, that's what they want. They, no, they say um, New, um, uh, New Orleans didn't jump in now. Oh, yeah. they, say they, they interested in him. That's the thing. Everybody want him now, man. You know, I ain't going to lie, man. I wish Redskins would have got him. Bro, hey, the commanders. That's what, that's what your other commander homeboy just said. Say he want D Watson. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I wanted. He I want D Watson. I would love to have D Watson there playing for the commanders. 
the Washington Commanders. Not too bad. <laughs> too bad that ain't gonna happen, man. Y'all, y'all got Mr. Winston. Oh, oh the, man, the one that was falling forward and threw it right into the San Francisco before. <laughs> Walking to him wins. Oh, oh, you gonna, you gonna, you gonna uh, make me sad here on a Sunday night, bro. <laughs> I hate to do it, my boy. Have me depressed, man. No, don't be depressed, man. Oh well, but we'll figure. So, what's out. the consensus? What's the consensus? Is it more important for you to, for your mom to like your wife, or for your mother-in-law to like you? What we got? I don't know, man. I, I think, I think, yeah, for my mom. And, and it's a lot of it. A lot of it, though, depends on. You know, it's easy to put. It's easy to just say something, but a lot of it depends on your situation. Because right. here's the thing, if your, like, let's just say if your mom live 10 hours away and your mother-in-law live 15 minutes away. <laughs> yeah, it make a difference. Yeah, you know, yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Make yeah. a difference, you know what I'm saying? So, so but a you lot. you know, at the end of the day, mother-in-law is going to be all in their daughter-in-law's ear most times anyway. That's just what it is. Yeah, no matter how far away they live, they're gonna be in no there. matter how far away. But you know, you can secretly go in the uh their phone and put that number on do not they number on do not disturb. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna find a way. Oh yeah, they're gonna call up the iPad, they're gonna call up the work phone. They're gonna get to their baby now. You know that mm-hmm. come hell or high water. Yeah. Well, in my in my if I had to put it in my um situation i say for my mother to like the wife too also because don't know don't nobody dislike me everybody love me so i know if they don't like me at the beginning they're gonna love me look sooner or later <laughs> i'm trying their heart i've been knowing you for 30 plus years and i don't like you <laughs> but you love me though no no <laughs> I, I love you i love your family I love your family. Not right. really you per se, brother. But nah, man. Wow. I just I just think it's it's easier when the women get along, man. They can go on their shopping trip, go get their nails done, and bring me some food back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You you want you want the ladies to get along, man. It's just it's a lot whole lot easier, bro. It's a lot easier, man. A whole lot easier. Less problems, less issues. Ain't no doubt. So Oh, well, oh, well. Well, check this, check this, check this, man. We're going to take one last commercial break. One last commercial break. It's the RIP 28 podcast. It's the RIP 28 podcast. We'll see you back about two and two. Yes, sir. What's up, podcast world? This is BZ the Great, the educator's educator from the RIP 28 podcast. I would like to take a moment to tell you about Unique Smiles by Tony, the ultimate one-stop shop for your teeth whitening services. They offer many services for your teeth beautifying experience. Unique Smiles by Tony offers teeth whitening, gum detox, lip treatments, and even tooth gems. Go to www.uniquesmilesbytony.com to see all the services offered. Or you can give her a call at 470-707-5556 to book your appointments. 
While you're there, check out some of the products that she has to offer in her shop. The unique lip balm, electric and sonic toothbrushes, unique smiles, charcoal toothpaste, teeth whitening gel, and many more exciting products. Set your appointments up online or give her a call at 470-707-5556. That's 470-707-5556. Unique Smiles by Tony. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the RIP 28 podcast. This is a RIP 28 podcast. This is a podcast where a few friends get together and we talk about a few things. Now, some of those things you might like, some of those things you might not like, but we keep on talking about them on the RIP 28 podcast, man. You know what, man? We hadn't taken a stroll. We hadn't taken a stroll down the 90s block in a couple of weeks, man. So we need to go ahead and take a stroll down the 90s block take a stroll down the 90s block man check this out check this out this will be the toughest 90s block that that we will ever do i want to do which one 1990s 1990s denzel washington versus 1990s Samuel L. Jackson. Which one? Which, which one? Which one do you take, man? I want to pull up. Uh, I'm gonna pull up some some of these movies that Denzel was in in the '90s. This, you got to do a go to this IMDb page. Yeah, before you even get there, I gotta go Denzel already. Yeah, he, he, he's more of a star than Samuel Jackson back then. He was more of a star, but Samuel played in a whole lot of movies, though, man. But yeah, so I, if you had to go now, I say Samuel Jackson. But back then, Denzel was the man. So I'm, Samuel I'm, I'm, played a lot. Of, he played any in every role. You know, Denzel <laughs> played the star roles. But yeah, I, I saw an interview with Samuel Jackson. He said, "You know, that's what we do." He said, "My family, growing up, they went to work every day." So I don't care if it's a commercial, I don't care if it's a side road. So it's a lot of respect for that too. But oh, it's just man. a different route when you go to superstardom like like the Jordan and the LeBron debate, six rings, six championships, and all that crap. So maybe, Sammy had to take the route of being LeBron, maybe Denzel was Jordan. Maybe I should have took Sammy off of Denzel. Yeah, I'm gonna go Denzel, man. <laughs> I'm gonna go Denzel just because I'm a big Denzel fan. I'm looking at you I'm know, looking at these movies and I think I might have made a mistake. <laughs> yeah, I know you did. <laughs> but look at all these credits though, dog. Look at look at these. It's hard trying to get back to the 90s. It's hard to get back to the 90s for Samuel L. Jackson, man. Here we go. Samuel in the 90s. He did Star Wars. He was on Star Wars. Uh Negotiator was a good one. Jackie Brown. I remember Ease Bayou, A yeah. Time to Kill. Oh, man, A Time to Kill. The Great White Hype, one of the most underrated funny movies of all time. The Great White Hype. Um, Die Hard with a Vengeance. I don't really remember him on Lewis, Losing Isaiah. I don't really remember that one. That's what I'm saying. He might have just played one, one little scene. But he Pulp, didn't play anything. Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fresh, I remember the movie Fresh. He was the dad on Fresh. Yeah, yeah. 
And, and the one seed he had on, on Menace to Society. Come on, bro. <laughs> The one That's what I'm saying. Denzel would never take none of them roles that he took, you know. Not uh, saying it's good or bad. But as far as you remember, he was he was on Rock too. He was the uh, he was the, the the sick dude in the hospital. Yeah, the sick dude. Yeah, the rich dude, <laughs> bro. And Jungle Fever, man, come on, Jungle Fever, Gator, Gator, the best crackhead ever in movies, dog. <laughs> The best crackhead ever was Gator, dog. And in Mo, I guess the only movie he was in with Denzel that time was uh, Mo Better Blues. Hmm. Mo Better Blues. He was the uh, somebody in Mo Better Blues. Okay, Do the Right Thing was in '89. Okay, dog. That's a lot, man. Now let's go over to Denzel Washington, The Hurricane. Highly underrated movie. I thought he should have won the Oscar for The Hurricane. Instead of winning the Oscar for what you call, I thought Denzel should have won the Oscar for Hurricane. What a he got game. Yeah, you can't be he got game. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't like the preacher's wife. Uh, I like. I like. The devil in a blue dress. One of the. I advise if we ever start a Rip Twenty Eight book club, I advise everybody to read Devil in a Blue Dress by Walter Mosley, one of the great one of the great books. Read that whole Easy Rollins series, the whole Easy Rollins series, great. Crimson Tide, yeah, you know, it was good. Philadelphia, you good, yeah, you know. Malcolm X, come on, Malcolm X, he can't be. I mean, that's, that's a classic. Yeah, he can't. Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Mo better blah. Hey, 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 wait a minute now. We we might have underestimated Sam in the 90s, bro. We, we like might have under- he, he did more movies because he took any part. Yeah. Denzel took on the starring parts. How, how many times he was like second or third person in a movie? Yeah, I mean that's true. That's uh... like I said, Samuel do commercials, he didn't care. Man, I don't know, man. Michael Metz just put it over the top, I guess. But I think about it in the, the 2000s, Denzel really hit that stride. Because you got to look at all these movies in a row. Dude had Remember the Titans, Training Day, John Q, and Anton Fitz, all that in a row. <laughs> and then, yeah. you know, Out of Time. I don't really remember Out of Time, but Man on Fire. Oh, God, Man on Fire was a good movie. Mm. Bro, I don't know, man. It ain't that's it, one of Denzel's best movies, man. On fire, yes, sir. Bro. Yes, sir. It ain't as big as a blowout as y'all think it is, dog. I don't think it's a blowout. Like I said, it's LeBron and Jordan. They, they real close, according to your opinion. Like I think yeah, it's LeBron. Y'all think it's Jordan, probably. That's why I said um, I take Denzel simply because that's my preference. I I, I like Denzel more than Samuel Jackson in the 90s. Mm, that's close, boy. That, that's close. Yeah, it comes down to preference, kind of like Chan said with uh, Jordan and LeBron. Preference, which is like... I'm still tripping on the, the Great White Hype is one of the most underrated funny movies of all time, man. The Great White Hype. Hey, we probably have a different uh, perspective, too, if we was like grown-ups in the 90s and watched a lot of movies. But we was like what, teenagers back then. So, you know, it's a different outlook when you look at the movies than when you're growing up. Yeah, yeah. 
That's true too. That's that's boy, you made some good points, uh, boy. Learn from the educators, educators. You know educators, what? Educators, bro. You know what though? Dog, I'm looking at I'm looking at Samuel Rose, bro. Bro, Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson done put his mark. Dog, he he might be better than this L, bro. Hey, you said in the nineties though. Um, yeah, I know, I know I said in the nineties, but if we take I, him I think he is. I think he is. All time. All time. Samuel Samuel, Jackson. Samuel, yeah. Samuel Jackson so. number one, bro. He done played so some too. memorable roles, bro. Oh, yeah. play some memorable roles, man. And and you know what even make it more impressive is his look. You know what I mean? It, you know, some people got a certain kind of look where they can play a whole bunch of different roles and stuff. Mm-hmm. He ain't got one of them looks. You know, he he got kind of. I mean, he done did a lot, but for him, the way he looked, you know what I'm saying? He he spread he vast in his uh, abilities, bro. You know what we need to do? We need to do. We need to start a Samuel Jackson appreciation moment <laughs> on each on each podcast, man. We need to take a time out <laughs> to do one movie, a Samuel L. Jackson appreciation moment f- for one movie, man. You go down these, you go down these lists, man. Sam the man, bro. Oh yeah, you got me on Sam is the man. And then he did so much stuff with Spike Lee, too. He had a little run with Spike Lee, school days. You know, going up, do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mo Better Blues. What else? Man, Jungle Fever. Yeah, man, he had a nice little run with Spike Lee, man. Hey, hey man. Forget what y'all say, man. Y'all say Denzel in the 90s. I'm going to say Sam. I'm going to say my man Sam, bro. You just got Samuel Jackson look now, so you're trying to trying yeah. to go with Sam. <laughs> I might, I might have to, bro. I might have to. Gator is the greatest crackhead ever. You know, Gator. You, know you know what? That might be another question, man. Before we we got we got a couple of minutes, man. Before we get, who is the best crackhead ever in the movies? You got Gator, and Chris Rock. Gator and Pookie. <laughs> Pookie. You got you got Felicia. Felicia. Was Felicia a crackhead though? Yeah. Her and D Bo. Was they crackheads? They was they were smokers. They were weed smokers. I don't know if they were crackheads. They were crackheads. Ezel was the crackhead. Here come that crackhead Felicia. No, he said here come begging ass. He said here come begging ass Felicia. I'ma tell you one that we gonna forget. Well, y'all gonna look over, but the one that played in uh, Holiday Heart, um, uh, Alfred Woodard. I I never played saw it. Holiday Heart. Mm-hmm. I ain't heard of that. What's that about? Yeah, uh, uh, big uh, Ben Ben Reen. Uh, um, he played. Um, he was a drag queen. Drag queen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I ain't never saw that. I heard I heard about that one. But I ain't never seen that. Yeah. He's <laughs> a drag queen. Okay. Uh, well, I don't know, but who else the great? I think Ezel was a better crackhead than Felicia in that movie. Who else the great crackheads in movie history? That's all I know. Oh man, come on! Yeah, yeah. that's all. I know. But I say Chris, Chris Rock. If you want to say Eddie, you got Eddie, Eddie, oh, Eddie Kane and all them boys. <laughs> Eddie Kane. 
Eddie Kane. I've been practicing every day. <laughs> Ta-da! Yeah. Yo, I like this. I wish. Hey, but they got a, a Five Heart Heartbeats documentary that uh, Tom, what is uh, Townsend? Yeah, Robert he Townsend. Produced, Robert Townsend, he produced it. And it tell you all the inside details on that. And it's crazy that Eddie Kane, he was like the most philosophical, like, look like he went to Harvard or some type of dude off the screen. And then on the screen, he like, that man was a real professional actor right there. Wow. But they, but they said he had some real problems outside of outside of work too. Didn't um didn't Denzel want to play that role or try audition for that role or something like that? They, they tried to get him, but he didn't he didn't take it. Oh, okay. Whitney Houston was supposed to be in it too. Wow. That's one of the girlfriends. Eddie Kane girlfriend, I think. <laughs> Speaking of great crackheads. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> She can sign. She can sign. Too soon. Too soon. It ain't, too soon. it ain't never too soon. Too soon. It ain't never. Too she done, soon. She done been dead the whole time, man. She done been dead. Too soon, long. man. Oh, well. Oh, well, man. I, that's it, man. That's it. But check this out, man. It has been another great episode of the RIP 28 podcast. Another great episode of the RIP 28 podcast. Man, y'all got any parting shots, anything you want to say before we get out of here? Mr. President. Can't nobody sing like Eddie Kane Jr. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody have a good week, man. Let's be productive. Let's uh let's get it. What about you, LBZ? You got anything to say before we get out of here, LBZ? Nah, I just want to say shout out to my boy Ian Myers from Brooklyn Casey High School. He broke a track meet uh record uh last Saturday. He ran a 10-3. In the um hundred, the ten three hundred. Woo! The boy he moving. just got um and he just got some scholarship offers and he's a honor roll student, great young man, going places. I want to shout him out, man. And I just want to tell everybody time does not heal all wounds. Time does not heal all wounds. It doesn't. It doesn't. Here we go. Here we go, man. This has been another great episode of the RIP 28 podcast, man. This is a podcast where a few friends get together and we talk about a few things. Now, some of those things you might like, some of those things you might not like, but we're going to keep on talking about them on the RIP 28 podcast. And like LeBron said, man, time may be a great doctor, but it's a lousy mechanic. Take this (laughs) shit to the mechanic, man. Take your car (laughs) to the mechanic. We'll see you next week on the RIP 28 Podcast.